Hello and welcome to Succeed Through Speaking, the place for experts and entrepreneurs who want high-value ideas to boost business results. Hello, I'm Tom Bailey and in today's Speaker Stories episode, I'll be getting to know Pam Obasa, who is the founder of The Lucrative Lady and Brandary.com. She is a highly sought after business coach and international speaker specializing in sales, sales systems and storytelling for marketing. So you could say the three S's. So Pam, hello and a very warm welcome to today's episode. I love my intro. Thank you so much. I love how you delivered that, Tom. That was brilliant. Awesome. I'm so glad you did. <laughs> and just out of interest, whereabouts are you in the world right now? I'm in London, UK. Awesome. Thank you so much. And I've got a little bit more of an intro, so hopefully this is does just as much justice. So I know that your brand, The Lucrative Lady, focuses on empowering people to create a lucrative lifestyle and business, no matter what age or background. Yeah. So I'm going to begin from there today by asking... What role do you think public speaking typically plays in helping both you and your clients to grow their business? Oh, my God. In every every facet, really, because, you know, we grow our businesses by talking about what we do down to the foundation of your message from the creating your baseline message and just having that confidence. And we all know, Tom, that people buy from people who they know, like and trust. Mm -hmm. And so when people see you, hear you communicating and doing public speaking and getting out there and talking boldly and confidently about your business, that's where that trust actually comes in. So um, I think public speaking is absolutely huge and important, um, you know, in business in general, but most especially for my audience coaches. Absolutely. Do you ever find with any of your clients that there's a little bit of apprehension when it comes to going in front of the camera, posting on social media, going live? Do you ever get that as feedback from your clients? All the time. And yes, I have an acting background, but even I get nervous mm -hmm. sometimes because I'm only a human being, you know, and um, yeah, absolutely. There's apprehension and it's because of, uh, well, it's a lot of things. Number one, it's the tech. Number two, it's what if I freeze? What mm -hmm. if I don't know what I'm going to say? Number three, it's, you know, it's really looking at um, the audience and thinking, well, what are they going to think about me? What's my family going to think about me? What are my friends going to think about me? Or what if I put out this offer and nobody buys? And it's that voice is what I call the gremlins, you know, that creates these stories in your head that yeah. uh, causes you to begin to second guess yourself. And then you get in your own way. And then, of course, a lot of people eventually don't take action or you know etc but yes absolutely it, it, it. it can get in the way yeah yeah so I think what I, what I took from that is this, there's two sides I talk about this quite a lot you've got fear it's the what ifs what if something goes wrong and then you've got the imposter syndrome side haven't you that that, that yes. voice which says who's gonna who, who are you to talk about this subject you know in front of yeah. the camera um, yeah so, like who are you to be an expert like what yeah. made you the boss and expert yeah absolutely and I guess when when those two things come up for your clients what, what do you tend to try and say to reassure them? What, what advice would you give them to overcome that? I think there's a lot of inner work to be done, first of all, before you go out there to people. I remember, you know, some of the things that I did, and, and they're going to sound very silly, but some of the things that I did when I was first trying to build my confidence to speak in front of an audience, speak in front of the camera, I would literally walk up and down my studio. I'm in my studio right now. Mm -hmm. I'd walk up and down and just, just remind myself who I am. And I would say, Pam, you're amazing. 
Mm. Pam, you are so good at what you do. Pam, when you open your mouth, people believe in you. People, uh, uh, people want to follow you. People want to buy from you. Pam, do you know how good you are? And I truly believe, Tom, that it's very important to be your own biggest fan because the world is full of a lot of negativity, a lot of mm-hmm. critics, a lot of uh, things that can and will come against you. So one of the things that I get my clients to do at the beginning is definitely start to believe in yourself, start to rewrite the stories in your own head yeah. and and just start to change the script for your own self. And then once you change that script, you've got to feel the fear and do it anyway. Yeah. Right. So even if it means three, two, one, go live, do that. Right. Even if you're going to go live in a private Facebook group, which, again, I did at the beginning, I did it in a private group, mm-hmm. you know, to um, to get over that fear. But it that didn't actually help me, Tom. And the reason that didn't help me or rather, I didn't find that it was helpful is because it was still another form of excuse. Yeah. You know? It was mm-hmm. like, I'm not quite ready to go out there, yeah. but I'm going to go out there in my own private group yeah nobody can see me which really means that I'm not really going out there and it wasn't until I felt the fear and I was you know and I said to myself Pam you know if you do this the ground isn't going to open and swallow you up mm-hmm. right nothing is going to disappear you're not going to all of a sudden lose a few years of your life or whatever nothing and you focus on what you stand to gain the amazingness that could come out of it as opposed to focusing on the various things that could go wrong. And these are the things that helped me. And these are the things that I try to make sure that I'm reminding others when they are faced with fears themselves. Yeah, I love that. And I guess, you know, what, what you did in essence is, is built your own comfort comfort zone within yeah. within that Facebook group. Um, and, and I think we always say that confidence comes from competence. So just getting out there and doing it, stretching your comfort zone little by little. You don't have to be an yeah. international keynote speaker on day one. No. Um, but yeah, just just keep pushing yourself, getting comfortable with being uncomfortable, and yeah. and really build from there. Absolutely. So so you mentioned as well, you've got the the acting background. So it it may be that you don't necessarily directly resonate with someone who said they've got a fear of speaking or they're shy or introverted. And um, however, you know, what advice would you give as an as someone with an acting background to somebody who is introverted and shy and maybe not quite as comfortable in the spotlight? Do you know what? You are right. I did, you know, come out of drama school and performing and I did come out with some level of confidence. But the truth of the matter is that when you're an actress or an actor, you practice being other people. Mm, yeah. So there's a big difference. Mm-hmm. So I trained at drama school for three years and I learned how to master a script, how to how to be somebody else. But I was never taught how to be myself. Yeah, I understand. Right. So coming out in business and now it wasn't going to be a script. There was no costume. There was no there was there was no there was no makeup about it. There was you know, it was going to be just me. It was scary Mm. because I had a lot of undoing to do and loving of me to do before I was then confident enough to come out there. So um, what I would say to somebody who um, is really struggling with just finding their own feet and finding their own uh, voice online, it's start little by little. You know, pick your poison, if you like. There are so many ways to show up online, so many ways to um, uh, show up for your brand. Pick what is the thing that works for you the most? What platform are you drawn to the most? Or what type of communication are you drawn to the most? Are you drawn into communicating in very small chunks or are you a talker? I'm a natural talker. I like, I do like to talk, you know, is that, is that your thing? And find a couple of people, find, you know, your spouse, your 
a, um, a family member, a friend, and just start practicing, perhaps, you know, talking about, you know, your I help speech, your what some people would call elevator speech, just start yeah. saying that, mm. and get comfortable with that, get confident, and just build your confidence, uh, little by little, and then start opening up to a wider audience. And but eventually, you're going to have to go deep in the waters and just go out there. And and the funny thing, Tom, is when we think that we're going to go live and hundreds of people are going to be watching, sometimes it's your mom and your dog that's watching. <laughs> yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. Okay? Right? No, it's not, it's not as big as people think. So oftentimes you do it and you go, oh, my God, is that it? Mm. Is that all that I was afraid of all this time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And um, so you're better, better off just, just go for it. And yeah. then manage everything that comes out of it, uh, you know, afterwards. Yes, yeah, so, say yes and figure the rest out later. There's a couple of things that, that I resonate with then. So um, I'm a recovering shy person, you know, a recovering introvert. And I think when I started, I made a couple of big mistakes. One, watching all these amazing public speakers and thinking, how could I be like them and really comparing myself to them? And, and number two, I actually paid for a, a voice coach to try and change my accent because I thought that <laughs> I if I've got... It this accent and I can't be a public speaker because I need to sound like somebody from London for example um, <laughs> so, and I guess they were big mistakes because really like you said then it's it's actually about being yourself and being authentic and you yeah. can't create a no like and trust factor necessarily if you're pretending to be somebody else um, so that, yeah. that's a really important point you made. I really like that what you've just shared Tom because that's something that comes up a lot in my line of work, in my business, where people come in and they've got a specific accent and it's like Pam do I you know I've, I've even asked, had somebody ask me, Pam, can you help me change my accent? And I'm like, no, I can't help you to do that. And doing that is not going to, you know, it's going to cause you more stress. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's very stressful changing your accent. Yeah, it's, it is. <laughs> you're becoming a totally different person. And so what I do is I pull up my cards and I start talking about people who are absolutely killing it in their market whilst they are comfortable in their own skin, whilst they're comfortable in their own accent. And what people need to understand is that there is somebody for everyone. Yeah. There is an audience waiting for you, right? And there is a huge, you know, there is, they are waiting for you just as you are mm. without you having to change anything about yourself. And there people are focusing on what can I change? What can I remove when these people who are waiting for you already you know, they, they will see you and already see you as an expert. So you are actually more ready than you think. You know, that. that's one of the things that I share. Yeah. And, and, and something else that's interesting with accents is the audience's ear will quickly tune into your accent. So oh, yeah. I guess, you know, for the first maybe minute, just talk a little bit slower, pronounce the words a little bit more clearly if, you, if you're conscious of that. But quite yeah. quickly, the audience will just tune in and they'll be with you anyway. So, yeah, yeah I love that. Absolutely. And um, thank you so much. So I want to now go into the topic of, I guess speaking as a business so being a paid speaker is what I'm talking about here and um, there's this there's the transition that a lot of speakers talk to me about from doing free talks and just trying to create content and you know creating videos to actually somebody yeah. paying you a check to come on stage and speak in front of their audience so yeah. what's that transition like and you know what advice would you give around that Oh man, I love this. This actually makes me a bit emotional. <laughs> I don't know why, but um, I, I really like this question because it's um, it's it's a desire for a lot of people, you know, to not only be able to speak in front of audiences, but to be paid to speak. Now, when I first started being somebody who came from the acting industry, I was born to be on stage, so that's mm. something that I just craved for. Yeah. And um, Tom, I really tried to get speaking engagements, and it just wasn't coming. 
And so do you know what I did? I created my own. Mm, yeah, of course. I, you know, I went to, uh, you know, one day I remember just having my best friend was at work and I went to meet her at lunch and I said, come out and have lunch with me. We went by the river and we sat down. She said, what's going on? I said, I, I, I need to speak, but nobody is hiring me. And she said, okay, but Pam, you're an actress. Let's make this work. She was a, um, an events manager at the time. And she said, I'll help you put the, the event together. You just have to figure out what you're going to speak. And I said, but in my industry, people don't just speak, they speak and sell. And and I don't know how to speak and I don't know how to speak and sell mm. and she said well figure it out figure that part out yeah. I will work on you know helping you with the event itself and that was how I started so I uh this is my own journey I literally went to Chelsea I hired a hotel mm -hmm. I had no idea how to market I had <laughs> I had no idea how to bring people I had no idea what to sell how to sell but I knew that there was power within me. And if I could just pull together my confidence, mm -hmm. I could get people to believe in me enough to actually turn up to the event. And at the end of the event, I could possibly make an offer. And the point that I'm trying to say is that I feel that in life, we all stand by waiting for opportunities to find us. Yeah. And whilst it might happen for a lot of people, um, opportunities do find them. Um, but most of the time, if you spend time waiting, you just spend time waiting and waiting and waiting and life passes you by. And as it's passing you by, your confidence is dwindling. You start to second guess yourself. Meanwhile, you could have gone ahead and created the opportunity. So you don't have to create the opportunity by hiring a hotel like I did in Chelsea. No, turn on your phone. It's called Facebook Live mm -hmm. or Instagram Live. Create your own show. Yeah. Do your own thing, you know. So my journey or what I always say is there are many paths you know it's just like you're in the Midlands I'm in London there are many ways to get to the Midlands right mm -hmm. there are many paths and my mom taught me something and this helps me to put things into perspective she said Pam not all fingers are equal mm. what that means is that there are many ways to get to the where you the end destination right so as long as you're determined to get there what you want to be thinking about is if nobody gives me the opportunity that I want how do I create and carve out that opportunity for myself and that was when we actually launched my brand the lucrative lady through okay. that event amazing yeah. i love that and actually i was going to come on to the lucrative lady um and i guess the lucrative lifestyle type business was was that always the the niche the market you'd identified or or was it different and you've kind of merged it along the way and now it's become the lucrative lifestyle lucrative lady it was very different yeah <laughs> it was very different the brand name the lucrative lady came from a vision of the life that I hope to have one day, yeah. mm -hmm. right? It wasn't something that I had um, established. When I first came into the coaching space, I was actually in the daycare niche. Yeah. Right? So I come from a, a background um, in the business world where as a family, we have a chain of day nurseries. And so I went in to do their marketing. I knew nothing about marketing, but you know, when your mom says jump, you say how high. Yeah. That's yeah. the culture that I come from, you know. So, so my mom needed help and she said, Pam, can you help me? I was like, I don't know how to do marketing, mom. And she said, go figure it out. So I learned and I figured out and I managed to um grow um the business. It was um that that specific branch, it was um it was it was failing, right? So within 12 months, it went to around um six figures. And because right. I brought, I went, I took it from 12 children to over 60 in a very short space of time. So that gave me a lot of confidence. And I started live streaming and I started talking about, you know, some of the marketing strategies that I'm doing for these day nurseries. And 
a lot of people started to join. This was when, when you go live on Facebook, you'd have loads of people joining, not like now when it's like everybody's going live. Yeah. So so many people started to join, Tom, and people would message me and, and I would say, do you have a day nursery? And they would go, no, I'm a coach. Hmm. And I went, you're a coach? You mean you train children with, you know, you teach football? They're mm-hmm. like, no, I'm a coach. Like I do coaching. I coach adults. I'm like, what does that mean? And I remember speaking to my mom and she said, Pam, I see you doing something amazing for people and you are going to be able to help so many people. But I don't think it's just daycare people. I think it's other people. And I went, what do you mean by other people? And I said, mom, there are these people approaching me. They're called coaches. And she said, why don't you find out if you can help them? And so I had a few calls and just to understand what is this coaching thing that you're doing and how can I help you? And I was very honest. And I said, look, these are the strategies that I'm doing for these nurseries. Let's try it in your business, see if it works. And it started to work and it started to work. It started to work. And then I decided, okay, brilliant. Let's, let's create something in this space because this was where the demand truly was. And I started to, you know, build the brand and, you know, and, you know, I I thought I would launch with a live event. Let's do something on stage. Let's Mm -hmm. see if that works because that's my background. Let me put me on stage and et cetera. And really that's how the brand, um, you know, started to really come about. I love that. One thing I've I've heard a lot is is your mom sounds like an amazing coach. (laughs) She really does. (laughs) She should be a coach if she's not already. Um, (laughs) So uh, I'm I'm loving this, you know, I could, I could, I could keep speaking to you for hours. And I think, couple of questions just just to kind of wrap things up for me now is so we talk about people turning their passions into profit and, and mm. that sounds like what you do um so how do people so if someone's passionate about something or they're expert and you know how do you turn that into revenue at, you know at a high level I'm sure that you can speak for hours on that subject but at a high level gotcha um at a high level how do you turn your passion into profit um the first thing is to discover what is your genius zone. That's the first thing. But that's where a lot of people stop. I go a step further. So let's turn that genius zone into a money-making zone. And there's a big difference. The big difference is that where a lot of people come in and they say, Pam, this is my passion, or they might say to any other coach, this is my passion. Oftentimes, that's not where their money is. This is where a lot of people fall into the trap of pipe dream type of businesses where it's like I have this big money goal here, But the thing that you want to do to raise, you know, to help all these people to make all of that money, it's not matching up, right? So what my business specifically does, or rather one area of my business are intensives, what it specifically does is it looks at what are these passions, right? So you might bring two to the table, but I'm going to be asking key questions because there is something there, something else there that perhaps, you know, to you, it's so trivial. To you, you hadn't even thought about you know this is something that people want or it's actually this part of my skill set that you know people are willing to pay for so what part of my job is is to discover what all of those things are in its entirety including the ones that you've forgotten about Mm -hmm. and then we look at and go okay brilliant these are your passions these are your skill set these these are your expertise this pick one this is where your money is and then we create a plan um to make that happen great and and I guess that plan involves product sales marketing storytelling all of the stuff we've already talked about exactly yeah. absolutely yeah. Yeah. amazing thank you so much and um, okay great so i think I'm, I'm naturally coming to the end of this conversation unfortunately because like i said i could talk for hours on this um my last question is if somebody wants to either book you as a speaker or find out more about you or join one of your programs where would they go 
Brilliant. There are many places to find me. Um, I would love you to find me on YouTube. So it's youtube.com forward slash Pam Obasa. Please go ahead and subscribe. Um, I think that YouTube is one of the best places to really um, see, you know, the entirety of, of what we do. Mm -hmm. And of course, my website, pamobasa.com. Um, Tom, if it's okay with you, can I share with you uh, a gift that you can give to your audience? Absolutely. Yes, please. That would be wonderful. So I will um, give that to you. We have a storytelling cheat sheet that nice. I think your audience will really like, especially as they are going into the speaking space mm -hmm. and looking for more speaking engagements. I love that. Thanks so much. And what I'll do is I'll post the link to, to YouTube, to your website and to that free gift as well, so that our listeners can go and download that straight away. Wonderful. Awesome. Great. Well, thank you again so much for your time today. I really appreciate you coming along. You've shared such great value with me and of course with our audience as well. Thank you for having me. I've enjoyed it. It's been very short, too short, but wonderful.